welcome to She Plus Me, a podcast that inspires and celebrates personal and professional growth. I'll be your host, Nora Bade, founder of She Plus Me, an educational lifestyle brand. After going through my own wild journey of discovering my most authentic self through mind, body, and soul, I've been discovering what it takes to find your passion and to live your most authentic life. This is the place to be to dig into real and raw conversations with radiant souls from everything natural beauty to holistic health, deep healing, personal growth, and building a purposeful life. Every single one of us has the ability to build extraordinary lives, and this podcast is going to help you get there. Welcome back to another episode of She Plus Me, and today I am sitting down with Natasha Goyle, founder of The Cure Apothecary, a Canadian natural skincare brand with a focus on sustainable ingredients. That's right, if you've tried it, you love it, and if you haven't, just you wait. So without further ado, I'd love to introduce Natasha. Hi, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm so excited. Thank you for being on. For anybody who knows me they know I love talking about skin or anything health and wellness so like this is my jam (laughs) I love that it's my jam too (laughs) (laughs) so I mean I know your the cure is amazing and it's killing it right now especially in terms of everything that you stand for and I feel like you know you've just built such a strong brand and one thing that I really love that you mention and you preach and it's part of your brand is that skincare shouldn't be fat like it should just be functional. And uh, I I love that you preach that. So tell me kind of a little bit more about that and how you coined that mindset. Yeah, I think it actually just came from my use of skincare being um, I'm originally from Toronto. And I mean, we all live really busy lifestyles. And I find that if you're, you know, in really anything, if you're being told to do 10 different steps, and it doesn't align with your lifestyle or just timing, you're not going to do it. And generic skincare really does market multiple step routines. I think for the wrong reason. I don't think these multi-step routines actually are necessary. Uh, It just causes you to purchase more, which obviously a lot of brands want, but it's not necessary. So I looked at my life and looked at my skincare routine, and it was really important to me to pair that back. I also wanted the skincare, like anybody's skincare routine to really care to both people in a relationship. Like if you're in a household and you have a partner, I wanted the product to be used by both. So for Mm -hmm. a lot of men, (laughs) they they don't want to use 10 different steps. There's, you know, some that do. And I mean, even women, there's just a lot of people that don't want to. Um, It gets exhausting, I think is really the best way to put it. Your skincare routine should not be exhausting. You should not look at your skincare routine and be like, oh, I have to do this. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's Um, true. So easy, a good face wash, um, a good hydrator. You know, we need just a few things that are powerful products. And I mean, add on what you want. Your skincare routine is made for you. Do as much or as little 
I mean, don't do as little because some people will do nothing, but do, do something or as much as you really want. And I don't think you need to stick to like a strict routine every single day. As long as you're washing and hydrating, you're good. I agree with that because I, I mean, going back to what you just said, the multi-step as just youth, um, for any young female who was kind of introduced to, okay, now you have to start taking care of your skin because surprisingly, <laughs> nobody tells you until you reach the age of like 14 or 15 and you're like, why am I getting so many breakouts? And they're like, oh, right, maybe you should take care of your skin now. But as soon as you kind of get introduced to skincare, I feel like we've all, I mean, put that brand, put that label on it. We've all kind of gone home with three steps or five steps of what you should be doing, which is like cleanser, a toner, a hydrating cream. And then if you're lucky, like, I don't know, some sort of eye cream or something. And that's just somebody trying to be like very precautionary, I guess. But you don't often get that anyways. But with that being said, I feel like from the beginning, we're kind of put into the mindset that skincare has to be this very strict kind of like regimen and it needs to be like step by step or else you won't achieve quote unquote flawless or healthy skin, right? Totally. It becomes this habit and kind of like a lifestyle almost. Yeah, I feel like that's the word achieve is your, you know, key word there. Yeah. All of these brands are marketing so you can achieve beautiful, glowing, whatever, whatever skin. Um, but you have to underline, you must use A, B, C, D, X, Y, Z of this product line to get that. So if you don't use product A, B, C, you're not going to get anywhere. So that's how they pair it. Like this one, two, three step process is the only way that you're going to get beautiful, healthy skin, which is untrue. Um, I also think, uh, you know, paring down your skincare and understanding, first of all, what's in your skincare is so important. So instead of just saying like, you know, buzzwords are obviously super key in marketing and this yeah, I mean, is across yeah. the board, right? Yeah. Um, so a lot of companies use buzzwords, but they can't back up those buzzwords. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's companies that may use like botanical, but sure, they might have some botanicals in their ingredients, but it's also filled with a lot of other fillers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's it's true. And what's a compromised of, right? Like the botanical aspect might be like 10% of the whole product. (laughs) Totally. But that key word, that buzzword is what captures you. So it's, you know, removing yourself from the 10 step process and then understanding what's in your skincare and why it's there. Because I feel like every ingredient needs to be there for a purpose. And when you have products that have a purpose, then you can eliminate everything else. And this is something that I've learned through the years of owning the cure and kind of changing my business to where it is today. Trust me, I before used all of the things to achieve what I thought was my skincare goals. Um, Well, Let's kind of chat about that. I want to take it back a step and I want to revisit you growing up and your relationship with skin and also like 
how did you grow up? Was this something that was always a part of your life? Or was it kind of like this newfound love or some sort of situation or circumstance that kind of led you to where you are today? Yeah, so I actually grew up in Ontario. Um, I was raised uh, in Guelph. And my mom has always loved skincare. Uh, She's always been into beauty products. She's always been into makeup. She was really the person that sort of like instilled caring for your skin into me, caring for your body. But it was all your mass-produced brands. It wasn't caring for your skin in a natural way. And that's totally fine. Uh, Back then, you know, natural products were... Fewer, there wasn't as much knowledge, uh, you know. Yeah, very um, rare. Very, it was um, it was more rare than how it is today. So I grew up with you know using really good products and being very aware of my skin. But I also grew up ha- with my insecurities. So I didn't grow up with bad acne. I didn't have bad skin. But what I did have was very dull. I have dark circles. Um, my background is Indian. In case you know, no one has seen a photo of me. <laughs> but um, so the dull skin. Not that that's an Indian trait at all. That was just my skin. Um, Dark under eyes is definitely uh, something that's genetics. But when you're younger, it's not something that you really understand. You just want to fix it because you're told by society that you need to fix it. You're told that dark circles are like an ugly thing and you should use this cream because it's going to make you look less tired. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So that sort of, those were my insecurities. When I was 18, I moved to Toronto and I went to school, but I was lucky enough to fall into some really great jobs that led me to um, a career in buying. And I worked for some larger luxury brands. And within those brands, I was exposed to some really great like super high-end skincare brands that also made these claims. But to be honest with you, when I used your like basic drugstore brand and compared it to this like super luxury brand, there was no difference. The results were the yeah. same. Yeah. Um, at that point, it really made me think about what is in our skincare and how is our skincare being marketed to ourselves and what, you know, what did we do way, like what did our ancestors do? Yeah. Like if you look at- if, Yeah, it's all natural remedies. Totally. In, again, in multiple areas of our life, natural remedies. If you look at- you know, um, in India, mm-hmm. oil is used. Like I, I remember as a kid, my mom putting like coconut oil in my hair, and I cringe, <laughs> cringe though when she would do it because I'm like, oh, like you know, what if I have a friend come over and she's like, they're gonna think I'm like gross because my hair is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, girl, now I can't get enough. I like walk around with the greasy hair, and you know, it's, it's just. Well, I naturally have kind of like growing up, I had curly, kind of wavy here and I like hated it and I don't it was just I don't know why I had it starting off I had I guess a bad relationship with my hair and I was like oh my gosh I just wish it was straight I just wish it was whatever and I remember like a part of like 
just sitting down and my mom would comb my hair and she would always, and not that she was ever very aggressive with it, but very intentional. (laughs) And she would like lather me up with all the oils because it's obviously like curls needed hydration. And, but like she would give me the hydration and then just brush out my curls. And I'm like, oh, you're just ruining my hair. Now it's just a fuzz. (laughs) But it's it's so funny because now I look back at it and I'm like, oh, but your intentions were obviously there. Like they they knew, I mean, our parents knew that these sort of things helped, but then they were also, I don't know if your parents grew up here, but um, like my parents immigrated here. So they brought a little bit of like the Indian culture plus what North America was sort of like marketing to them. And that's how exactly. I grew up. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's so, pretty much my life story. Yeah, a little bit of both <laughs> it's sides. Like a Middle Eastern, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I grew up with a little bit of that like Indian tradition of using these home remedies, but also that was mixed with, you know, North American brands. But yeah, so I decided just to look back at more traditional use and you know, when you get married in India, they use a lot of turmeric and you kind of do your turmeric scrub and that's to like make your skin beautiful and glow. And, um, there's Amla oil that helps with like hair growth. And there's just all of these plant-based products that actually serve a purpose. Yeah. And at this time of me sort of being like, okay, let me look at ingredients. This was a big movement in food Mm -hmm. so a lot of people were looking at more at like farm to table eating local um moving away from processed foods uh eating a lot cleaner I mean the movement was already there but this was like a really big movement especially for uh younger people to be able to afford to eat this way Mm -hmm. yeah so at that time we were all eating a little bit cleaner greener we were seeing so many smoothie bars open up and you know grain bowls being available and a little bit of it a change in skincare people were talking more about natural skincare your homemade you know auntie's recipe of this oil that you were slathering all over your body. Yeah. And at that time too, it was, I mean, I recall for myself, at least it would be like sporadic. Like it wasn't fully um, integrating it um, to your skincare routine, but it's like dabbling. And I feel like that was the beginning of what, where we are now. Yes. It was definitely a growth. I mean, it was also, again, a lot of those buzzwords that people were sort of like looking up and not, necessarily using in the right way um but lots of dabbling for sure which is great I think that's a really good stepping stone into understanding what works for you and what doesn't work for you and understanding green beauty yeah um in 2014 after I had switched over years ago to natural beauty and I had a really hard time actually finding cool brands I'm a huge boutique shopper and I mean I get it you know in maybe early 2000, mid uh, 2005-ish, Green Beauty hadn't like elevated into more of a luxury vibe yet where we are today. Uh, yeah. So it was very hard for me to purchase product and want to display it on my counter. Uh, I'm, I shop with my eyes and I know that obviously a lot of people shop with their eyes. That's just human nature. 
you see something that gravitates you towards it, then you dive into whatever it is, ingredient wise, or, you know, if it's sustainable, whatever the case may be. Well, they they don't judge a book by its cover. But when it comes to branding and material and products like that, I think that's your first impression. So it needs to look appealing, like it needs to capture. Sure, sure. I mean, if that matters to you, 100%. And I have to say it matters to me. Um, and then what captures you after is what captures you after. Exactly. But I started to dive into a lot of skincare and I started to look at what was available in the market. And I actually noticed that there's a huge gap from your health food stores to your boutiques. There were brands out there that were beautiful, but they weren't showcased anywhere. There was no home for them. So I decided to create the Cure Apothecary Boutique. And that's how the Cure started. So and the at Cure, that time, that was in Toronto. That was in Toronto. So the Cure was a, a standalone brick and mortar on Queen Street in Toronto in 2014. Through, I had the store for five years. And throughout my time, I was the only person that worked the store. And I spoke to every single customer that came in. And I made notes. Because I didn't know really where my end was going to be with the cure. This was stage one of my love for natural skincare. Mm-hmm. Stage one was to introduce people that had no idea that this world existed, that it's here, and that you can feel really good about what you're using on your skin. In turn, I had so many people educate me on natural skincare and like the things that they were using. And I was like, oh, that's so great. I need to like research that. So it was kind of like creating this educational space for people. That's incredible. Yeah, it was really and, it was really cool. Yeah. Well, I think too, like like you had mentioned buzzwords and brands and um understanding why you're consuming it and what it's for specifically. I think it's so easy regardless of where you're consuming it, if it's on a magazine or social media or some uh credible source tells you, you know, for example, collagen or avocado oil or coconut oil or whatever it may be is good for you. I think it's also understanding what it's good for. And then you from like you had mentioned from an individual perspective, how does it affect you? And what is your state of either skincare type? What are your challenges, that sort of thing. And that's where the beauty of understanding what you're consuming comes together. 100%. When you would come into the store, I would ask you a lot of people would come in not knowing you know, either why they came in, um, something attracted them to come in or what they were looking for, what their skin was like, you know, they really had no idea. So I went off of the 100 question rule. I asked so many questions that in the end of our conversation, you knew exactly what you were looking for. That's amazing. You know, when it came to energy, skin type, whatever it may be. And well, I feel like that's just the rule of thumb for everything, be it skincare, be it food, nutrition, uh, life choices. I think that's such a good rule of thumb to just keep questioning things. Yeah. And, but see, a lot of people I don't think do, you know, Mm -hmm. they don't really know. They just kind of go like, I was told to use this or I was told to eat this. Um, Again, that is changing. Obviously we, we are way more educated and curious so we're, yeah. we're learning way more and we care to know what we're doing. But um, I mean, there's still people that don't. 
that and that's totally fine. I just hope that you know, at least if you do want to know what is in your skincare, just pop into the washroom and read read the back of the products that you're using, and which is them uh, and just learn a little bit about the ingredients that are in your products. Yeah, well, and that's I love that you had mentioned that because let's dive into ingredients, um, and let's dive into just the logistics of a good skincare routine. Like, what does that look like, and what do you want to make sure that? either your products or your skincare line has to, and not even say um, achieve flawless skin, but achieve healthy and beautiful skin. Like healthy is the key word here. <laughs> healthy is totally the key word. I don't, you know, I mean, obviously flawless is something beautiful. And if you can achieve it, that's great. But I, I use skincare. I've been using great skincare for so long and I, we all get breakouts. It happens, you know, we're very regular. And I like this pandemic has given me a ton. Totally. <laughs> I mean, stress, environment, <laughs> food. I mean, even I know we, you know, I, I eat oh, cleanly. Yeah. So we're all stressed out with what's going on in the world. Even though if we eat cleanly and even though, you know, we're cleaning our houses and washing our hands and this life just gets to you and breakouts happen. And I mean, I have a whopper on my face right now, but that's okay. I still look at my skin and I'm like, it's healthy. And that is the key is that it's healthy. Um, and you just want to look at your products and ideally, and I mean, just the same as your diet, if you feel like eating something that doesn't fall within like your healthy lifestyle, that's okay. You know, one day of like a slice of pizza, it's not the end of the world. We can't be so hard on ourselves. So if you use a skincare routine that is on the greener side and then you love one product that's not green, that's okay. You don't have to be perfect when it comes to this. There's no such thing as perfect. It's just whatever works for you. Yeah. So if you are looking to change to greener, cleaner products, we want to look at oil cleansing. It's an incredible way to cleanse our skin. Oils break down dirt and help declog your pores in a way that you've never experienced. It's incredible. And it also helps balance your natural oils. So your skin doesn't feel stripped after washing. Yeah. And that's a big, big one because I, I feel like like many, I've been on the spectrum of everything that has overhydrated my skin and completely stripped my skin. And what I constantly find is the more that it strips my skin, the more that I just naturally break out or my skin tends to be drier or then there's just imbalances all together. And then when it's overhydrating and I say overhydrating, but is there such thing? Um, but then at that point, like it's far easier to, I guess, pull back than yeah. hydrate your skin, if that makes sense. Totally. Yeah, we don't Again, marketing at one point was telling us that if we had acne prone skin, which meant we were oily people, that we needed to strip our oils away, remove, remove, remove. Really? Yeah. Oils are the best thing in any case for your skin. There's different oils that heal acne. There's different oils that help if you're on the drier side that are super hydrating. You know, there's different oils that work for each different skin type. So we can't be afraid of oils. And it is a huge adjustment for people to start using oils. But once you start using them and you learn how to use them properly and you learn what works for you. Yeah. 
you're golden. You're in a really, really good position. So oil cleansing is great. We want to make sure that when we're oil cleansing, that we're using oils that wash away. Um, Coconut oil definitely is a big oil that people love, but we need to be very careful when we use coconut oil. Coconut oil can clog our pores. So if we're not washing that off properly, if we're not using like a konjac sponge to remove any of the excess, it will clog your pores. Coconut oil, I would say, is probably not the best oil for your face. Okay. Because it solidifies. Yeah, that makes sense. Think about going, especially in Canada, our climate is, you know, cold. I mean, it's snowing in, you know, Ontario today. Uh, It's pouring rain here. You just never know what's going to happen. So if we're going into different environments throughout the day, whatever product we put on our face is going to seize up. If it is a like a coconut oil that does seize up. Okay, that makes sense. So then what would you suggest? You want to use oils that are closer to what your body produces. So avocado, you mentioned is a great oil. It's super hydrating. Jojoba is actually the closest oil in weight wise that our body produces or our body loves jojoba um what other oil there's so many pumpkin seed oil tamanu seed oil there's a lot of oils you just want to make sure that you're using an oil that doesn't solidify really Mm -hmm. Uh, and if you are going to make sure it's a blend so i mean coconut oil is great to remove makeup but again you want to pair it with like a konjac sponge which is um, something that you'll use after just to remove any excess product. Okay, so when you say oil cleanse, I know it myself, but for somebody who's never done that before, walk us through it. I know it sounds mundane, but step by step, how do you do it in the proper way? Okay, so when you're oil cleansing, you always cleanse your face at night. Do not skip your nighttime face wash. It is what is your first step to healthy skin as your body repairs itself while you're resting. So we want to wash our face. So when you're using an oil cleanser, you always want to apply it on dry skin. So what you do is you take a few pumps of your cleanser and work it around your dry skin and then add a little water at a time. I wish you could see me because I'm actually doing the actions right now. Add a little bit of water. You'll start to see uh, the oil cleanser working and breaking down if you have makeup on or even just a little bit of the dirt that's stuck to your skin. You'll start seeing that move. And it's quite fascinating, actually, because when you keep adding a little bit of water at a time, you're not diluting the product. You're actually activating the product. And then after a few minutes of massage, I like to massage for about, you know, three minutes if I can. Mm -hmm. You don't need to do that as long as I do. But, you know, give yourself some time while you're working this product in to massage your face. Then you can take your contact sponge or a warm cloth like a wet, warm cloth, and just press the product off. If you're using a contact sponge, you wet your sponge, and you just gently wipe the product off of your skin. And that's it. It's a very easy process. And then I like to splash with water at the end, um, cold water at the end, just to close my pores. I like that you had mentioned was the water aspect, which I actually have never done it that way. So activating um, the oils by slowly um, adding little bits of water to the oil. What happens if we, I'm just trying to think of how people would wash their face. So you add your soap to your hand and then you put it under the water to get it like frothy. Yeah. 
right? You're washing all your product away. Or they would wash their face and then have the water on their face and then add the product. Right. I mean, that's okay as long as it's not like a ton of water. I'm just trying to think of when people put product on their hand and then they add water as if they're washing their hands. They kind of do that method and then take it and put it onto their face. But that really just like dilutes the product right away. So you're not getting those active ingredients. You've just like washed your hands with your product and that's it. (laughs) Yeah, essentially. Yeah. So it's fine if you take water and splash your face and then add product and then don't add any water from there. Yeah. If you're going to do that method, you just don't want to add water afterwards. So either way works, dry face, then slowly add water or wet face product no additional water until you're ready to like remove. Okay. Yeah. So you've oil cleansed, next step. So you're going to pat dry. If you have a toner that you like to use, definitely use your toner. Make sure it's not alcohol-based. It will be drying. Aloe-based toners are incredible. Um, people like witch hazel, depending on your skin type. And then after you apply your toner, you want to apply a really nice face serum. Uh, so... This serum that I just launched in January has actually turned into a household favorite. I actually just received a review from a father, which is probably like, that's a great stamp of approval right there. I would say. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool because like a lot of men aren't vocal even if they're doing a really great skincare routine, they're not vocal about it. And the review basically said like usually skin skincare products are bs my sister-in-law and wife love to purchase them and they never do anything but my sister-in-law purchased this the serum the cure neck face and neck serum for his son that has eczema and he's like uh-huh. the product works and i was like that's the best review ever because I mean, you know, he's very skeptical. Most men are when it comes to beauty products, because again, women have been told to buy all of these things and, you know, you sometimes don't really see any sort of results, but yeah. yeah. So I was like, that's cool. That's a great. That's really good. I was very excited about that. But also I really want to highlight that aspect that you had mentioned, like eczema and like obviously eczema and other um, skin conditions can be very highly like irritable and um, they can just generally react negatively right away often to products and uh, to have that sense of um, relief to any sense of skin conditions like that's that's incredible that's like the holy grail yeah it was very important to me to create a serum uh, that works for everybody I didn't create the cure serum to target one thing what I did create is something that helps everybody overall so it's ultra hydrating it helps with blemishes it helps with eczema redness um it's full of vitamins it's full of fatty acids and full of minerals so it's not like i mean if you have acne prone skin you can use it if you don't have acne prone skin you can use it it's super sensitive so if you have super sensitive skin you're safe it's safe for you unless you're allergic to something and that's a key thing always make sure you read your ingredients and always make sure that you know what's in your products because 
a lot of natural skincare, a lot of the oils are nut-based, so you want to make sure that if you have a nut allergy, you're aware. And a lot of people are actually uh, can be allergic to essential oils. Like if you have a flower al- allergy, for example, make sure that there's oh, no yes. like florals in your skincare. Yeah, that's true. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So we just want to make sure that we know what's in our products. I think that's, again a big highlight is just knowing what you're putting on your skin. A lot of us know what we put in our bodies. It's very important to us to know what we're putting in our bodies. Take that same idea and apply it to your skin. And um, it just helps you be more knowledgeable about both things. And what goes in our bodies can also go out on on our bodies. They work hand in hand. So uh, just be mindful of that. If your body loves chia, find a product with chia. Yeah. Yeah. So when I created this product, I mean, I named a couple oils that are actually not even in my product, but they're more mass available. I wanted to go back to really traditional uh, ingredients and ingredients that uh, make this serum the powerhouse that it is. And it is because of the, obviously the ingredients that it's doing what it's doing and it's helping so many people. Well, tell me about that. So tell me about the serum, how it was composed, how it was made, uh, what inspired you to create it and um, the ingredients. We've been talking about ingredients. So let's kind of dive into the ingredients and what ingredients in your serum are good for. Yes. So the serum has been a five-year project. It started from day one of opening the cure. It was listening to all of my clients that came in, hearing what they wanted, taking notes, understanding what I wanted in my skincare. Um, In 2018, I decided to close my store in Toronto and uh, early 2019, I moved to Nova Scotia. When I moved here, I didn't know anybody. I moved here uh, for love. And that was a big step because owning a business, I mean, I closed my store down to move here. That was the biggest change ever in my life. Like, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about that. Like, it makes me nervous. (laughs) Yeah, I was so scared. And I was like, what am I doing? Am I ruining my career? But I had to follow my heart. I had to see what happened. I mean, Steve and I were just, when I made the decision to close the cure down, we were still just like we were a couple. But like, I mean, what does that even mean? (laughs) You know, anything can happen at any time. So, but uh, our love for each other really did help every stage of this transition. In July, we actually got married. So it was like a really lovely sort of process to get to where I am today. But when I moved here, the biggest question was, do I open up another location? And not knowing anybody here, I was like, no way am I going to open up a store and like, I don't know anybody. How, who am I supposed to market to? Who am I supposed to talk to? Like, you know, I can just open up the cure and be like, I'm here. No one knows who I am. Um, So what I did was I opened up a studio and I just started to reach out to the people that I was attracted to on Instagram. That was, you know, I didn't care who you were. It was like, they weren't influencers. They weren't anything. They were just, I just started searching people in Halifax and uh, inviting them to the studio. And I really think that putting myself out there in that way helped 
build this community that I have. And Which is the best way to do it. I mean, like you really built relationships from the beginning, like the foundation of the cure um, in Toronto and here in Halifax is based on relationships. It's based exactly. on. Yeah. And that's really important to me. I want to like have that one-on-one interaction with whoever's using my products now. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think even to like um, highlight that even more, I think regardless, I mean, speaking as a brand and digital strategist, I think regardless of what your product is, what you are doing as an entrepreneur or startup, um, that's the most, I want to say, the fundamental key of success. And that's the relationships. Yeah, I strongly believe in that. But well, I'm glad I'm doing that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's scary. Sometimes you also think like, am I doing too much? Should I not be doing this? You know, bigger brands don't do this. So you get confused, but I mean, just do you and do whatever's comfortable for you and communicating with people. I love it. And, um, I, you know, I want to be a part of this journey with you as long as you let me. So I'm always open to, you know, send me a DM and ask me a question. I will always answer it. So, um, when I moved here, I started to really think about what I wanted to do with the cure itself. And I've always wanted to have my own skincare brand. Um, actually in Toronto is where I started making the, the loved body whip. And that body whip came because I suffered from really bad heat rash years ago and nothing helped my skin. So I started researching and through research, I came into like finding this recipe and in time, the recipe has evolved and has been tweaked. And it, now it is the body whip that everyone loves and is using a lot these days because we're washing our hands all the time. And it's a really, it's a skin savior. So, um, but that was kind of like something that I never really marketed until I came here because my, I, when I started the cure, it was more so of me showing off these other brands and I didn't want to showcase what I did. It wasn't really, that was in my direction. But when I moved here, I knew that I was slowly going to move into building this cure brand. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so talking about the body whip was really important to me. And that was your first product, was it? Yeah. Yeah. The body whip was the first product. And then I, uh, made a the hand in cuticle oil. I'm obsessed with nails. So anything that sort of, you know, helped my nails stay strong. And speaking of this beautiful serum and where the ingredients and the whole concept came from, it really came from being here and the ocean and diving into like what our ocean provides and that's minerals and how these amazing plants grow in our ocean and I mean if you eat sushi you love seaweed and it's incredible and it's so good for you um and I started to research uh different mosses that grew uh in and around uh Nova Scotia Mm -hmm. and that carried a lot of skin benefits and like internal and external and uh I found uh a plant-based collagen that has 92 of our 102 minerals also has vitamins A, B, C, D, E, and K. And I was like, done. That is what I'm building my skin around. Uh, It is so good for your skin. And then I just started to look at oils that would complement those benefits. So I have oils that help reduce blemishes and redness that 
and also have fatty acids, uh, Tamanu seed oil. It's an insane, beautiful oil. It is highly rich with antioxidants and it also helps fight um, damage from free radicals, which is so great. So healing, oh healing, gosh, healing yeah. is my number one. It's the most important. Yeah. Healing your skin. Yeah. Uh, pumpkin seed oil helps treat acne, uh, also helps like firm your skin. It helps add um, a little bit of that anti-aging, if you will. Not that this is an anti-aging product, but it does help tighten the skin. My mom is using it. And as we get older, our skin loses its elastic. So you kind of lose that little like bounce. So the collagen also helps with that, it helps plump your skin. But um, the pumpkin seed oil helps tighten your skin. So if your skin is uh, feeling a little bit looser than it usually is as we age this will help with that so she uses it on her neck and originally the face serum was just called it was just called the face serum and then my mom's like you need to add neck into it because that is a key (laughs) part of like where people want to focus when they're focusing on their skincare totally agree um but a lot of people sort of skip that area so we need to massage our serum upright from our neck and onto our face. And that's a big, big one. Um, some people are really good on doing even I like I consider anything from my chest up to my face, like that's all considered face for me. So I'm like, you are all getting the love in. Yes. <laughs> because yes, and that's the way it getting, should be. Yeah. Because if you're not, that's where then you'll have, you know, a huge discrepancy between um just your skin health, um, between your face and your neck. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And we want to, you know, make sure that uh, we are hydrating everything. Like hydrate your ears, hydrate behind your ears, hydrate behind your hair. Like that's all of our neck. Um, Do your chest. And again, it's also just getting the blood flowing, which is really good. The act of massage is circulating our blood and it's getting it moving. It's warming up our body. Like those are all things that we need. So taking a little bit of time to do that again you don't need to spend like hours but just a few minutes a day just circulating the blood and connecting with your skin is really important and a really lovely process it is so amazing and what I've been incorporating and just this year actually it's been um using like um the rollers and the jade Mm -hmm. Um, stones to kind of circulate the blood in my face. And what I really, really love, and, you know, I obviously, like many, I say obviously, but I'm sure not many people get as puffy as I do. But in the mornings, I get quite puffy. And so I find it to be just um, so nice to put the products on and then get the blood kind of uh, flowing and then kind of massaging the products deeper into your Mm -hmm. skin as well, which is so beautiful. So what the roller does, it actually helps your skin absorb your products. So if you do have a serum that's a little bit more weighted, uh, it will help sort of move that product around and your skin absorb it. Because obviously our skin absorbs differently. So some people need to use a roller or a gua sha. I love them for the purpose of what you were talking about. It helps with puffiness. 
It helps get the blood moving, but it also helps your skin absorb your products, which is great. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I've definitely noticed a difference too. Like before I was a little, I will say I was very apprehensive. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Is it just another thing that, yeah, is it you know, I, yeah. yeah, but it's, I totally see the difference and I love it now I preach it and you know I think unless you try it then you'll really see see the difference but yeah and I mean if you have a jade roller um or a rose quartz roller whatever stone you have uh you can also use them in multiple different ways they're great for lymphatic drainage so yeah. I also encourage women to drain all of their lymph nodes uh around the breast roll yeah massage like these are areas that we're not really focusing well I mean I I don't know maybe you are focusing on them and I just think people aren't but I feel like generally very rushed throughout our day so we're not focusing really a lot of attention on those areas but you can drain your lymph nodes obviously with your hands but using these tools also help I use my gua sha stone um I get pretty bad headaches and I massage the back of my neck with my gua sha stone I use it in between there's mostly stress headaches so I carry my tension in between my eyes so I use my stone there to relieve the stress if I have bad period cramps I use my stone on my cramps like on my stomach oh I love that I need to try that Mm -hmm. it's so cool so yeah so you just take your uh gua sha and Mm -hmm. you scrape from basically your like pelvic out so up and out I'm totally going to give that a try because I, great. that's like a yeah. life hack. Going back to the serum, yes. and <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was created um, with, you know, obviously lots of minerals and lots of benefits and complementary oils to um, improve redness, minimize just overall. Health. Yeah. Yeah. And what I really like though, a keyword that you said was heal and and it was kind of like a light bulb moment for me personally, because I obviously your skin starts at um, a state and depending on, you know, what we all know, environment, um, how we treat it, that all affects our skin. Mm-hmm. And really what we're looking for our products to do is heal our skin. And that was, I mean, for me, that's like an epiphany moment because what you want is your products to not necessarily change your skin in any way, but you want it to work with your skin, if if that makes any sense. Yeah. So (laughs) I think like we want our products to heal just the way we want our food to heal. We want our practice to heal. Um, Life is about healing and not changing. And it's understanding that when we heal, things adjust and that's when we see change, if that's yeah. really, you know, where your sort of goal yeah. is. An amazing way to describe that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's just sort of like looking, and I'm sort of looking at it as well as like how we heal every little aspect of our life. Yeah. And yeah. healing is not in like grand, it's not a grand scale. It's small little things like being aware of how much water we drank today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big one. You know, taking a, our vitamins today, making sure we washed our face today, those sort of things. Those are small baby steps in 
healing. And as we do all of those things, and as they all and all of them sort of complement each other, it changes what you want to see. And if and I wish I could use a different word than change, but like you will eventually get there. Yeah, you'll see the shift very gradually. Exactly. It's never immediate. And I think that's one thing that we need to understand that our body shifts slowly. And uh, time, time really does heal everything. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the whole purpose of the serum was for people to feel good as soon as they started using it. I honestly, when I created it, so I created the serum. I didn't know if I was going to like launch it when I created it or not. Um, I was using it for a little bit. I noticed that my skin was looking like brighter and healthier. And um, I was just very happy with uh, what I was seeing. So I ended up uh, going to Nature Folk. I love the girls at Nature Folk. And um, I was like, I made a serum. Here you go and try it. So that's it. I made the serum. Give it a go. (laughs) And the serum was like, obviously, I was dabbling with it. No one knew. But since I moved to Halifax, so it was probably almost a year. Actually, I moved here in April. So I just had my one year anniversary. I'm like now a true East Coaster. (laughs) now. Um, so almost like just shy of a year. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really tell them anything about the ingredients. I knew obviously they weren't allergic to anything and I just left it at that. And the owners like lost their mind. (laughs) It was the best, (laughs) it was the best thing ever because I work very closely with them and we've talked about oils and we've talked about different products and they're so knowledgeable. I was shocked by their reaction because they've they've tried so much. So to receive such a positive reaction, um, I was like, all right, I'm doing this. I'm just going to like rip this bandaid off and launch this brand and see what happens. Already uh, the, again, the body whip was loved by so many people here. So I knew that if I launched it, I knew people would try it. I didn't know this many people would try it. I um, love it. Yeah, it's really, I feel like it's a it's a it's a joke. I honestly feel like my husband's paying people to write their reviews. <laughs> I'm like someone's paying no, joke. Really <laughs> but yeah I just the product speaks for itself and it's easy to use and it's not fussy and it's good for everyone it's good for a super busy mom that has like five minutes to like wash her face and put a serum on and doesn't you know there's no other time for that anything else it works for men it works for women it works for young teenagers like it's just safe for everyone and that's really that was so important to me to create a brand that could be used by a lot of people and not just a certain group of people. Yeah. Well, it, you hit it right on the head. I mean, your brand is called The Cure and it's obviously healing and um, has been the cure uh, for many people to get closer to the results that they're looking for with their skin. And that's a big, big, I mean, skin plays a huge factor in your confidence, in the way that you carry yourself and how you perceive yourself. That's a big one. And if you feel confident in that, you feel like you're 
you're on top of the world and nothing can bring you down. So I think that's a huge, um, like you should be proud. Thank you. I think our skin is kind of like our first layer of our clothing. It really is. Yeah. Because people dress to like how they feel and they dress to their eccentric lifestyle or their like super bold lifestyle. And I love when, um, I hear that people, you know, can pare down their makeup, but they still love to wear like a super bold lipstick, but the serum has helped them eliminate X, Y, and Z from, you know, what they used to do. Like you had mentioned, I I think your skin also reflects how you feel too. A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 So it's just, you know, taking those simple, easy steps to take care of yourself. Um, Like I said, washing your face at night is super important. I'm not super big on washing your face in the morning. Some people will disagree. Some people will agree. But I really think if you wash your face in the morning, it removes uh, all those beautiful oils that your body has repaired itself with. So I definitely splash with water and I shower in the morning. So I kind of like massage my face with just water and then I apply my serum. So I use it twice a day. Uh, If you do feel like you need to wash your face in the morning, an oil cleanser is a great one just because it's not going to remove all of those beautiful oils. It will keep you balanced. So I love how we went over kind of like the skincare routine. And really, it's you put simply, you need like two products really in your day to day, a a good cleanser and a good serum. And then is that it? (laughs) I mean, yeah. And like, you can add from there. Like a toner, people love to use toners. They're really great for pH balance. Um, People like to use an eye cream. I just use the serum under my eye very, very carefully. So you're not getting it too close to the eye, but that's just like any eye cream. But there are days where I just use, wash my face and hydrate and that's it. And then some days I I add a toner and some days I don't. And you know, so. Very intuitive. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of just, again, you don't have, you shouldn't feel forced to do anything. The only thing that I'm going to force you to do is wash your face and hydrate it. And yeah. that is it. And that's the basic, that's the basic fundamentals of, uh, of having healthy skin. Like yeah. that's, I think that's all you need to do. Yeah. I mean, and then again, layer on from there, do as much as you want from there or as little as you want from that point. But I really, you know, I've dabbled in lots of different toners and I've dabbled in different eye creams and sometimes I go for them and sometimes I don't and that's okay. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I, right now I'm just thinking to my skincare routine and I have never really ran into lots of issues or challenges with my skin besides dry skin. And just recently, I think I've experienced a lot more breakouts, I would say. And Mm -hmm. I was actually thinking about this yesterday because I will say, obviously the pandemic has (laughs) uprooted our lives. And so I feel like I haven't really been on any type of regimen in any aspect of my life. And skincare was one of them where I felt like I was just kind of lacking. And I had noticed um, just last week, I was like, oh my gosh, like, like, I feel like I just have noticed a lot more breakouts and just like a few obviously pimples and that sort of thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like what, what am I doing right now? And, um, but it just makes you realize like it is like 
just that sense and just that act of self-love for your skin, that alone helps improve your skin. And so obviously, I kind of got back into the routine of things. And like we had mentioned, I know it sounds so painful once you're experiencing it, but gradually you do see a difference. I mean, Monday, I noticed my breakouts and now it's Friday and I've noticed they've minimized by at least 50%. Right. Like, so you're okay. taking a little bit of time for yourself. And I also think paired with your products is your body taking time to relax. It is exactly. such a stressful time right now that it's stress that's obviously causing some of the breakouts. And then when we take a minute to ourselves, our body decompresses and our endorphins start running again and you know yeah. those sort of things help our skin i have noticed that and i mean things are so tough right now the new normal is who even knows we're still trying to figure out what our new normal is but i'm very proud to see people taking time to pamper themselves yeah it's to important. Take care of them. it's so important and we need to take a little time for ourselves. There's so many, you know, families that are home now and the kids are home and, you know, mom and dad are like juggling everything. And it's just nice to see. And I mean, I get people DMing me, even if they're not using my products, like what can I do? Or, you know, I, I'm just letting you know that I'm taking time to take care of myself and I take 10 minutes to do a face mask and a, have a bubble bath or whatever that case is. We need to stop and we need to just enjoy a moment of silence yeah. however you see that. Yeah, and just me, a moment that's like yourself. doing my gua sha. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's like my favorite part. And so like you had mentioned, like even that just minute, like of you just doing something that you love, you feel mentally kind of happier even if it is for just that five, 10 minutes of your skincare. Yeah, and but, your body holds on to that, you know? Is that? Like our bodies yeah. know when your endorphins are going, our body is happy and happiness yeah. obviously leads into so many other things. And um, we need to find happiness right now. Everything is so scary that I, I want to like challenge people to find happiness every single day because yeah. that's the only way that we're really going to get through this and spread happiness and spread joy and um people i've actually noticed that people are buying gifts for other people which i love i think it's a little like token of love and spreading happiness and spreading some self-care um yeah. so however that is um another important thing that i sort of did skip over when it does come to our skincare routine i definitely think it's important to do an exfoliant and a mask but that's like once a week yes i agree and that i actually was gonna so that was a big part of my as i was like talking about my skincare exfoliant because it was a lot of build up for me too i think and it's just realizing what your skin needs like i think yeah. it's going back to it like i'm very intuitive with my skin and I know I've dabbled in so many uh, different products and have tried you know oil-based water-based um so many different hydrators so many different oils and I think what I've come down to realize like I still have some products that you know I haven't completely used or I liked but I didn't love and I think that's okay like I think this whole process is like experimenting and yeah, realizing. it's a learning curve it's understanding and obviously knowing that your skin is going to change 
So the products exactly. that you loved like a few years ago might not work for you today. It, that's yeah. just the way our skin changes. And uh, it's being aware of that is the first step. Yeah, that's the biggest thing I I think. But I love it. I love everything. And to tie it all together too, um, I think skincare, you know, it is a part of our morning routine. And going back to what we had been mentioning about feeling happy and what your body holds on to, I think just having that morning routine, whatever that looks like, even if it is, you know, rolling um, your face in the morning with just an oil, I think that alone is an act of self-love and a part of a morning routine. So for me, I'm like, if I don't get a good like uh, skincare morning routine in, like it just screws up my day. But that's just how much I value it. But that looks different for everybody and totally. how you choose to do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like so as long as you get that in, at, especially now, at some point during the day, whatever time that is. Yeah. As long as you're getting that in, yeah. that's great. But it's building that routine building the foundation of that routine so even if like it's like you wake up in the morning and you have your coffee like I don't know roll while you're having your coffee whatever the case is but just yeah if you're doing you know walking um around your property roll while you walk around your property who cares it's just getting a little <laughs> bit of that um that self-love in. Um, I, I find that like my gua sha sometimes just lives in my pocket and like <laughs> I just pull it out of my gua sha when I'm at home. I love that. It's you like know. a little tool. <laughs> Handy yeah, dandy it's tool. like my sidekick. So, um, and it's, like I said, I use it for multiple different areas. If I feel like I have an ache in my leg. I'll just like wash it out. Um, I'm really big on like that whole touch feel self massage. And I feel like a lot of people are very delicate when it comes to their uh, product application. And I'm not saying that you need to be rough with yourself, but self massage is so, so, so important. So even when we're applying our body moisture, a little pressure is good. It really makes yeah. me feel good. You feel like your tissue and just like your blood kind of moving with it, right? Totally. Your blood moves. Your body can absorb the product. It just it it just works in so many different levels. Um, yeah. I have a joke with uh, Steve. And <laughs> when I'm doing like my, my massage on my face, it's always funny how men interpret what we're actually doing. We need to start a YouTube channel of just like what he sees when women yeah. do their skincare routine. So what he and what you feel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah. I think it's good. I mean, if you look a little silly, who cares? You know, get your fingers going on your face, like pretend that you're typing. Yeah. And type on yeah. your face, you know? That's like the especially best. around, yeah. Well, especially around your under eye area too, like yep. and high cheekbones, kind of like that area, and just moving it around, moving yeah. your blood around, and make sure if you're doing your under eye, you're always going up and like around the brow bone because a lot of like the skin around our eyes is very delicate, and that can um, be pulled very easily. So we don't want to be aggressive there. So that whole typing. Um, motion really does help and do it around your neck just like do that everywhere I swear you will like 
feels so good after five minutes of that. That's a challenge for all you listeners. Yes, I, I mean, build yourself doing it. I want to see people doing this. I want to see people like loving themselves in different ways. Yeah. And that's going to be a challenge. We're going to we're going to challenge people to do that and to tag us. So yes, I um, want to see good. everyone. It's you know it's it's time where we shared our uh, a little bit of our like self love with the world because we need it, and maybe yeah. someone will learn something from you. Agreed. I couldn't agree more. So to kind of close it all off, and I'm going to ask you a real quick question: um, top five. I say five um, skincare products or skincare routine products. I feel like we covered it, but... Okay, so my top skincare products are um, and what I use and what I love. So I use the One Love Organics Botanical Bee Oil Cleanser. This cleanser has enzymes in it, so it actually does help slightly exfoliate the skin at a very gentle level um, for daily exfoliation. It's awesome. If you are sensitive to like aggressive exfoliators look for enzyme-based exfoliants they're amazing so papaya would be an example yes i use my wild konjac sponge uh the konjac just to quickly let you know what that is it's a plant fiber uh the plant grows in japan and so basically it kind of looks like uh a pumice stone if you will it's the best way to describe it if you don't have a visual of it but then you soak it and it turns pillowy soft. It's the softest thing ever. Um, and then when you're done using it, you rinse it and you hang it to dry and it goes back into that hard form. Uh, that's so no bacteria grows. So you can think of it as like a live product, essentially. The fiber is live. Yeah. Um, the Cure Face and Neck Serum. <laughs> it feels so weird plugging my products. <laughs> but it's what I use. Plug it in when it's great. <laughs> so yeah, the Cure Face and Neck Serum. Um, I use a couple drops of that. If you are not used to using a serum, but you want to, but you're afraid of the weight of a serum, a little tip that I like to do is take like a hydrosol. So like a rose water, lavender water, whatever you have at home. I know a lot of people generally have one of one or the other, what you do is you take two drops of your serum, drop it into your palm, and then you take your rose water and spray one spritz into the serum, into your palm. That's going to create a cocktail and it's going to be like a jelly consistency. When you press that onto your face or do your face massage with that, your skin will absorb it quickly and it won't leave any sort of weight. So if you're not used to an oil, that's a great way to get your skin used to using oils. Yeah. Great tip. Um, what else? Uh, the Cure Body Whip. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, it absorbs really it quickly. Is. It's fluffy. It hydrates insanely well. I have super dry skin, and this is my like go-to product. Uh, hands yeah, down. Definitely like greasy feel either. Yeah, it is so, so, so good. Um, I don't know how many I've named, but I'm also obsessed with (laughs) it. Okay, so just like outside of skincare, something that I love and use that I'm really obsessed with, my eyebrows. (laughs) These are things that I just do every single day. 
I use EcoBrow eyebrow gel. It is the best. It doesn't move and it just fills in the little holes. And that's what makes me happy every single day. So that's my skincare routine. And I think even makeup can be a part of your skincare routine. So that's what I like to do every day. Um, I think it's really important. I do, it's going to be coming soon, but I do use uh, my rose clay mask, which I'm going to be launching uh, hopefully soon. Um, it's a rose mask that's like a buttery consistency. So it has clay in it, but it's not drying. Oh, so it's yeah. like an herbal mask. It's really, really lovely. If you've had a facial at Nature Folk, you've yeah. experienced the product. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then I have a few exciting other products that will be launching hopefully this year as well. Uh, other collagen-based products just as like a nice roundup to the serum. I love it. And yeah. for everybody listening who is not following you, where can they find you? They can find I know me. they're going to want to hear <laughs> about all these exciting product launches. And also yeah, I'm so excited about serum. <laughs> yeah. I'm really excited. And uh, yeah, so people can find me on Instagram at the cure apothecary uh, you can go to my website which is thecureapothecary.ca and um, I think that's it <laughs> you can email me if you want you can DM me you can do whatever well thank you so much for being on thank you for having me thank you so much for listening want more don't forget to subscribe and to leave a comment below Stay connected by following us on Instagram at shimi.co. 